And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Amen. How many of you are still enjoying the time of consecration? Still enjoying the time of consecration? Still enjoying the time of fasting? I feel so good. Today is our third day of liquid only. Praise the Lord. I I feel so good this afternoon. I felt it though. (laughs) Oh, in my body. But I got Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our text tonight comes from Isaiah chapter 58. And we'll look at verse 3 uh, to verse 8 possibly if we have time tonight. Amen. As usual, if we don't have time, we'll just put a pause on it. And then we will be back. Amen. We'll pick up from where we left off. Again, our text is taken from Isaiah chapter 58. It's a text that's very personal to me. And, and um, I have never taught really from that text until now. The Lord, laid on, the Lord laid that text on my heart. Because again, we are in this particular consecration period. Praise the Lord. <laughs> ah, Glory be to God. I feel my health. I feel the presence of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 58, what we'll do, we'll we'll read in context verse 3 to verse 9. Amen? Glory be to Jesus. You read one verse, I'll read one verse. Let's do that together. I'll read verse 3, you'll read verse 4. Verse 3, wherefore have we fasted? The people are asking God a question. Why have we fasted? Say there, and thou seest not. Sorry, that's God that's saying. The people say they are fasting, but they don't see me. Wherefore have we afflicted our souls? God said they're saying, and thou takest no knowledge. Behold, God is speaking. In the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. This voice is yours. You shall not fast. Is it such a fast that I have chosen? A day for a human being, a man or a woman to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread a sackcloth and ashes under him? Will thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? The seven is mine. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, that thou bring the poor that are cast out of thy house, when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? Verse 8 is yours. My Lord. Verse 9 is the last verse. It reads, Then shalt thou call. Call him in spray. Then you shall pray, and the Lord shall answer. You shall cry, and he shall say, Here am I. If thou take away from you, from the midst of you the yoke and the pulling forth of the finger and the speaking vanity. May the Lord add a blessing to his words. Amen. Let's see how far we can get tonight with this particular text. 
Praise the Lord. In this particular text, what's happening here? We see the people asking God. We see God saying, um, the people went on the fast. They claimed to be on a fast. And, um, and they went on the fast and they are not seeing the accompanying change that comes with fasting. And so surprisingly, they decide to ask God, what's going on? They began talking to God and they pelted two questions at God. The first question they asked was, wherefore have we fasted? And thou seest not. It's like us, we are currently on the consecration period fasting and we expect certain results. Amen. And so the people ask God, God is saying that the people are asking me. This is God speaking here. Why have we fasted and you see us not? In other words, why have we fasted and you've not taken notice of it? And they ask another question. They are, they are pelting questions and soon God is going to answer. They say, wherefore have we afflicted our soul? And thou takest no knowledge. Why have we humbled? Afflicted here means humbled, which is fasting. Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? God, what's going on? In other words, God is saying, you said, I fast, and I, God, didn't hear your voice. Hmm? And so what they are doing, in a sense, is challenging God's silence. Hmm? They're challenging God's silence. And brothers and sisters, God is going to respond. Amen? When you tell so many questions at him, God will respond. Now, let me say this, brothers and sisters. Why are the people asking those questions? This is why. Because they know from experience and from history that prayer accompanied by fasting always results in divine intervention. They are aware of that. They know that. Let me make it fundamentally clear, brothers and sisters. You hear me? It is impossible to pray and fast genuinely and get no results. It's impossible. It is impossible for God not to honor and re-honor. Are you hearing me? And reward openly fasting that's properly done in secret. They know that. And they claim to be doing that. Are you getting my point? And they're asking God, why aren't we getting the response we're supposed to? After all, David, Daniel openly, Daniel was openly blessed when he fasted in secret. Mm, that's what's going to the, in through their mind. Nehemiah was openly blessed when he fasted in secret. Look, not only that, Jesus, we saw what happened to Jesus when he was, how he was openly blessed, amen, rewarded, so to speak, openly rewarded. Can we use that word? Let's stay with the Bible. Matthew 6, 18 says, when your father in heaven sees you fasting in secret, he'll reward you openly. They know that there is a reward, an automatic reward that comes with fasting, but it's not there. King David fasted and he was rewarded. What's going on for that matter? It's amazing. I was studying here and I saw King David was being disciplined by God for his disobedience. And during that time, during the time of his discipline, he was grossly disrespected and despised by both Israel and Israel's enemy. And as part of his repentance for restoration, he went on a fast. And this is what he recorded in Psalms 109. Brothers and sisters, I'm not taking the rabbit trail. I'm just trying to show you what's going on. Amen. 
I'm going to come right back. But he was fasting. And in Psalms, can you go to Psalms 109? Verse 24. David knows the power of fasting with prayer. And look to the ex look at what extent he went to. You got Psalms 109, verse 24? It reads, it reads here. David says, My knees are weak through what? Fasting. And my flesh faileth of fatness. David must have been on a fast for 30 to 40 days because it's recorded it takes around 30 to 32 days for your for your knees to become weak typically when one fast i was reading today their strength increases from up until the 25 20 to 28 your strength just burst forth but after day 30 your body tells you we are not supermen we are not superhuman and I'm going to show you. <laughs> and so he became, he became, he was an, on an extended fast. And he became so physically exhausted that his knees got weak. Can you imagine? And he said, not only did my knees get weak, but my flesh faileth of fatness. In other words, he's saying he began to lose a lot of weight. Glory be. That, that's what he said. That, that's, isn't that in the Bible? That's what a fast will do to you. It'll take you down. Amen? Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. In verse 30, in verse 20, can you back up to verse 23? Let me just tell you quickly. We'll get back to our text because I'm trying to show you the extent to which David went because he's fully convinced that proper fasting coupled with prayer brings results. You see, prayer and fasting are like two engines of a plane. You see, a plane can go so far with one engine. I'm trying, I'm just trying to illustrate something here tonight. But gives it, give it two engines, definitely he'll arrive at his destination. Sorry, I didn't mean to shout that loud. I feel like down in my sanctified soul. Lord have mercy. It will arrive at its what? Destinations. Verse 23 says, this is, he's continuing to tell us how we feel. He says, I am gone like the shadow when it declineth. Can you go back to verse 23, right? He said, I am tossed up and down as the locust. First, he's saying, he's using two metaphors, amen, to explain his physical condition. That's what he's doing. The first metaphor he used, he said, I'm gone like the shadow when it declining. What does that mean? It means he got so skinny that he faded away like a shadow. He continues, second, the second metaphor he used, he said, I am tossed up and down as the locust. Meaning that he's so thin that like the locust, the wind could blow him away. I'm not saying you go that. I'm not saying you'd go to that extent. But brother, if you got a need and you need restoration, like David needed restoration. David needed God to move on his behalf. His house was falling apart. And the word had spoken to him and said... Glory be to Jesus. That whatever what you sow, what you did to Uriah, it's coming to your house. Are you know what I'm saying? And so to I would go to that extent for restoration. People began to disrespect him, they despised him. But if you read at this at the Psalms of 109, God intervened. And that is why I said all this to say that Israel knew, they knew that without that that God and I hate to use the word obligated, but we see from scripture, it appears that God is obligated to move when fasting is done properly with prayer. And they're saying, God, you're not seeing us. I'm back 
to the text. They said, God, what's going on? What's going on? For that matter, for that matter, brothers and sisters, some Christian leaders believe that David's prayer in some, you remember Psalms 51, verse 17, when he says, uh, he says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. You remember that? Psalms 51, verse 17, he said, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. He said, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou will not despise. Well, the word broken and contrite here, it means to collapse physically and spiritually. And so some Christian leaders are saying, when David prayed that prayer, he must have been fasting because he used the word contrite. Contrite means to collapse. The only way you collapse physically is when you're going through a fast. Oh God, we thank you. Now, before we move to the second part of the verse, there are two phrases I want to bring to our attention. Can you go back to our text? I want to bring these two phrases to our attention. Isaiah chapter 58. Because you see brothers and sisters, we are on a fast and I want us to get results. Can you go to, can you go to Psalms, uh, not Psalms, our text. Isaiah chapter 58 verse 3. It says here, this, these are the two phrases I want to bring to your attention. The first one is, why have you not seen? This one here. Why have you not seen? And the second one I want to bring to your attention is, why have you not taken knowledge? And the reason why I'm, asked, I'm bringing this to your attention is because many of us could be on this fast. And God still not hear of, hear of voice. And acknowledge what we are doing. God forbid. That happens to us. I feel I should have thought that the very first day when we began, right? <laughs> but what I'm saying, I want to, because we can be on this fast and still God not hear us, still God not, not acknowledge what we're doing. And there's a reason why God did not acknowledge them, did not hear what they were saying. There was a reason why God was silent and he's going to explain to us why he was silent. So we won't fall. In the same trap. How many of you know that history has a way of what? Repeating itself. Not with us. Amen. We're going to get it right. <laughs> the second. So let's continue with our text. The second part of the verse. God is now answering. They spoke. God is answering. He said, behold. That means, listen up. Look. In the day you fast, you find pleasure. And in the day you fast, you exact all your labors. <laughs> so God is telling them why their fasting was fruitless. And brothers and sisters, we ought to take note. And so what are we going to see here? Not only is he telling them that the, why their fast is fruitless. We see God <laughs> outlining for them the hypocrisy of their actions. And so hopefully we'll get some insight into what a proper fast is. That's why I keep saying, man, maybe I should have taught that the first time. <laughs> but then, nevertheless, we are today, marks number no, uh, 11 days in the fast. We got how many more days? 10 more days. Can you imagine? 10 more days. We are just halfway there. Praise the Lord. It feels like it's just getting started, yes. Thank God for the results that many of you are getting. Thank you for the victories and the testimonies. Amen. 
He said, you find pleasure when you fast. What does that mean? Well, the word pleasure here has two meanings. It, first, it means having a good time. And secondly, it means how one carries out their business affairs. Let's deal with the first, the first meaning. So what does it mean when God says you're having a good time? This is what I read some history. Fasting days were generally called holidays back then. Amen. And you know, during a holiday, some people find, found themselves idle. And be, because they were not reading God's word, that's why we ask you to keep reading God's word. Amen. And because of that, because they were idle, in numerous cases, the fast turned into a feast. Instead of fasting, they began to feast. The second meaning. What does it mean by God when he says, when you fast, you have pleasure. The second meaning is how one carries out their business affairs. What does it mean when God says, you carry out your business affairs when you fast? It means a fast isn't a joyful thing. Hmm? And it is to, it has to interrupt our daily routines. Brothers, are you hearing me? It means a fast must interrupt our daily routines. That means we have to change our schedules. I'm not getting any amen. That's okay. It means that these people did not change their schedules. And I'm here to tell you tonight. Since we started fasting 10 days ago, have you changed your schedule? Praise the Lord. When you come from work. I understand, you know, we've got to work. But, but when you come from home, when you come home from work, is the schedule the same? Or is the schedule or schedule? Which one? Either. Is it the same thing? Tell me, is it the same thing? Are the habits the same? Has the fasting interrupted your habits and my habits? Have we put away pleasurable food? Have we shut down the television? And look at just a little bit of news um, and, or, or uh, the weather channel because you want to know if ERCS is not the name of the tropical storm. Where he's or she's headed. Amen. Glory be to God. I'm not sure what is his name. Everybody pronounces his name different. Well, thank God he's dead. Amen. So we've put away pleasurable music. Hmm? Hanging out with friends and talking on the phone a long time. Not being on Facebook. Praise the Lord. Except for if you have to. Amen. To encourage somebody. Praise the Lord. But the thing is the habits are not the same. I was, uh, you know, after church on Sunday, we went home and typically we have a certain routine we, we you know, we, we do on Sunday afternoon and we stopped. And I'm saying, whoa, man, what we did took a lot of time. So what up? You get your time back for you to read. Amen. And invest in God's word. Since now is a good time. Listen to me. Now, now the fast is going on. Now is a good time to attend every prayer meeting. Can I push it a little further? Every prayer meeting on time. <laughs> you got to change the habits. Are you getting what I'm saying? We've got to do something. We've got to do what? Something. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> so every prayer meeting every bible study every sunday morning church amen and on time change our schedules 
A fast is much more than going without food. Listen to me. Fasting includes how we act during the fast. It involves more than what? Staying away from food. It involves how you act. If your habits change. If our schedules are interrupted. And that's what God is telling these people. You are fasting but your schedules haven't changed. You are fasting. Your habits have not been interrupted. And you are calling that a fast. And you expect me to bless this right here. God said look I got some standards. You need to come up. I don't just take anything. Anyhow. God I give you praise. I need to see some sacrifice. Glory be to God. My son is on the way. He's on the way to the cross. To give his body up. As a sacrifice. Can you at least turn over the plate? <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus. For 21 days. Can I interrupt your life? Saints, we need to just unplug. Tell your neighbor, unplug. If you're looking online, say, I need to unplug. Yeah, you just need to unplug. From our normal schedule to seek the face of God. You need to unplug. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Mm, God, we thank you. Glory be to God. Hmm. <sighs> Glory be to Jesus. Since God is going to reward you. Those of us. Amen. This fast came from the Lord. Let me say let me say this right here. Let me just say this right here. Can I be honest with you and be very humble with you? Some of you are saying no, he's not going to be humble. <laughs> Some, somebody said he's setting me up. No. <laughs> you know, I do not know who's on the fast or who's not on the fast. Praise the Lord. I do not know. That's not my business. I don't ask those questions. Amen. But if you attend the Immediates of God Ministries, you should be on the fast. Amen. If you're, on the, if you're not on the fast because of medical reasons, I understand. Praise God. Some of us, one meal. Without one meal, if we miss one meal, lights out. 911. <laughs> one meal if that for me some if anyhow I didn't mean to say that but if you are if you have problems medically then we expect we expect that amen but if you're not brothers and sisters please please stretch I want you to trust that we've heard from God. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Let me tell you, God is looking. I want you to trust that we heard from God. Luke 16, 12 says, If you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, if you're going to trust that we've heard from God, you see, that's what the Bible says. The Bible didn't say, if you've not been faithful in that which is God's. It says in Luke chapter 16, verse 12, If you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Luke chapter 16 verse 12. We have a lot of people who want their own. But they cannot be faithful 
And of course, it's implying there it's something that the Lord has begun to be faithful in. Are you with me, saints? Now, anyhow, let me let me move along. Some of you. I just thought I would say that this afternoon I was here praying for everybody who's on the fast, asking them to keep us strengthened and so on. And I'm saying, man, I hope everybody's on the fast. This, the, the very first thing Jesus told his disciples was, follow me. You see, to be a leader, you have to learn to follow. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of people who want to lead, but do not know how to follow. They don't know how to follow the order of the house. I have never preached like that before, really. I'm just saying this because I have seen growing up in the churches what has happened. Amen. I didn't gonna rub it through. Let me continue. Verse 3: Not only you exact, not only do you have pleasure. Can you go? Yeah, thank you? Not only do you have pleasure on that day, but what's the next thing? He said, You exact all your labors. What does that mean? You're on a fast, you have pleasure, you're on a fast, and you exact all your labors. He said, These are the reasons why you are not getting the results you're supposed to. That same word exact here means to oppress. What, what, what it means? It means the, the word, this is the same word used to oppress. So he's talking to people who are in authority. He said, you're on a fast, but you are, you're oppressing people. The same word exact, let me show you what it means. The same word exact is used back in Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 7. Can you go to, to Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 7? Because I said a fast is not only staying without food. It has to do with how you act on the fast. Amen. Act because you have the right heart. Praise the Lord. Amen. So the same word used here in Nehemiah, Nehemiah said, uh, uh, when Nehemiah went back to build the walls in Jerusalem, this is what he found. He said, then I consulted with myself and I rebuked the nobles and the rulers and said unto them, you exact usury. Usury here means, ex it means high interest. They had loaned money to poor people and they had high, high interest rates. The word exact, you are oppressing them with what? High interest rates. Like payday. Let me move along then. Every one of his brother, and I set the great assembly against them. He said, I had to stop that behavior. So the word exact here means to oppress. They were exploiting one another, one another, a lot of corruption. Some of the business owners, this is what they did. I read. They ignored the fast. And they obliged their workers, their employees to work all day. Even, they didn't, even though they know that there was a fast. And the custom is when there is a fast, you give the employees a holiday. Others use the fast as a day for the purpose of settling their accounts. So now they're not at work. They're looking for everybody who owes them money. To sell their accounts on a fast. You know, in 1997, 1998, you know, when I began already seeking God, God told me, you got some, uh, I began, you know, when, when you're saying, I did more of you, I did more of you. I was at a prayer meeting. <laughs> we used to have prayer meeting on Monday evenings. And I was there saying, Lord, I need more. I need more. On my way home, the Lord said, you need more. He said, you got a couple of days of vacation. Why don't you take some days off? Yeah, you got 
some leave amen you need more because you see a fast you have to take a vacation back back then now we fast and go to work and that's understandable amen but i'm saying for those of us who are here and you haven't done the fast the way you want to we have until next week sunday after next week sunday the fast is over 10 more days and that's it if you haven't done the fast the way you want to i'm challenging you like the lord challenged me take three days off <laughs> i must be speaking spanish no amen <laughs> take three days off take next week wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday and end the fast with a blast just take it off and just stay home and do the fast the way the bible tells us to back then you you had to declare holiday we said it on sunday a solemn day you remember that everybody nobody works and everybody just come together and spend time worshiping and thanking god you have a lot of leave take some of that leave God challenged me in 1997 and I did it. Took some days off and went. It's the best thing I ever did. It's just a recommendation. Don't look at me so serious. Amen. I interrupted my schedule and went out. Let's look at verse 4 quickly. Verse 4. Oh my God, look at the time. In verse 4, he continues to unleash his, his indictment against them. He's continuing to tell them why they are not seeing benefits from their fasting. He comes with another behold. Right? Verse 4. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 4. That's our text. Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 58. Sorry. So he says, not only do you take, you have pleasure or you exact labors on your fast. Behold, you fast for strife and debate. And you fast to smite with the feast of wickedness. Let's look at this too, what it means. I think that's, that's all the time we have. Amen. He said you fast for strife and debate. The word strife here means to contest, personal or legal. It means to contend. Therefore, fasting when done. <laughs> so you can compete with others is wrong. There was competition going on in the fast. The word debate here means quarrel. It also means competition. So fasting, fasting so we can win debates or hurt others. Hurt others is wrong. We cannot fast and go without food Sorry, to force the Lord to take your side in an argument. That's what they were doing. We cannot fast and say, get them Lord, get them Lord. God <laughs> I know we don't do that but uh, these people back there they did everything amen debate means I said it means to quarrel right in other words people say well uh, um, debate means did I say quarrel no it means it means debate sorry I just looked at strife sorry debate means quarrel and it also means competition amen and so what some of them were doing is saying are you on the fast still are you going to break it oh no 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 i'm not going to break it i'm going to pass day 21 just being competitive to show that they're super spiritual god said that's not why you're fasting i remember that <laughs> i remember growing up uh, we were about three of us uh, college buddies 
we, we used to, we were at junior college and we used to go up to the church and pray every time we had a break. And then there were two major, there were two major rooms and then the sanctuary. So we could go pray in each of the rooms. So I would take one room to pray in and then my friend would take another and the one would stay in the sanctuary and would be praying. Amen. We would pray, 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 trying to out pray one another. So when he prayed, he, he, he would pray loud and when his, when his lungs were tired, then I would start, glory be to God, Father, we thank you and so on. I would go on for 30 minutes and when my lungs got tired, my friend, the other friend, the third friend, Gloria would stop. We would be there for three, four hours trying to outdo one another. <laughs> it's a waste of time. God never honored that. It, I would have been, I would have spent, it would be better spending the time studying, trying to outdo one another in prayer. How many of you know it still happens in churches? Amen. That was a weak amen. It still happens. You are still, we are still in competition with one another. Since that shouldn't be. Are you getting what I'm saying, since? Sh that shouldn't be. We shouldn't behave like we are above anybody else. Are you getting what I'm saying, since? Oh God, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you glory. We just Christianity is such a simple thing. I heard a friend of mine said one time, he said, he said, Emmanuel, if I knew. There were so many complications in church. I wouldn't. He said, I know I was, I was called to be a pastor. But he said, I would just take my Bible, go up in the hills somewhere and just enjoy God. Because he said, some of the things we do, and it's just unnecessary and stressful. Anyhow, I told him, you go, I'm staying right here. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> oh, Hallelujah. Let me bring this to a close and say this right here. I'm going to bring it to a close. Because I don't want you to miss these things right here tonight. We've spoken about four things. I'll pick up on Sunday morning, but I need you to understand that. Let me say this right here. Fasting is an act of obedience. It is done by an act of the will. Because we love God. Because we love God. We are putting our bodies in a crucible. We are not trying to get better than anybody else. A simple way to clarify misconceptions about fasting is to look at the motive behind why we are fasting. What is your motive for fasting? I mean, are we really engaged? Are we asking God? Are we really believing God to reduce the infection rate caused by the coronavirus? Are we asking, are we really Believe in God to reduce the death rate caused by the coronavirus. I mean, is that for real? Are we to get on that? Are we decreeing that? Because the Bible tells us, I said earlier on, I heard that's why I love coming to prayer. And every time, Minister Kenya Prashi always prays, I decree that the coronavirus is dead. And I love that. Every time you pray that, my heart just leaps because I'm so, I mean, I'm in agreement with that prayer. The Bible says, as I said in, in, in Job, 227 you shall decree a thing and it shall be established a decree is an official order issued by a legal authority so when she says i decree that the coronavirus is dead that's that that order went out and it's not going to return void and we have to say it and say it and say it. as of today 
As of today, worldwide, worldwide, over 11 million people have recovered from the coronavirus. As of today, worldwide, as of today in the United States, over 2 million people have recovered. Tell us that. And if one person can fight it, anybody can fight it. Tell us that. We need some hope. That's what we need hope. And give us the bad news. 160,000 died. But I tell you, the amount of babies that have been born, the devil have something. He think he's still. <laughs> I think they call them quarantine babies. Whatever babies they call them. Glory be to God. They have been born. Amen. Three, four times the amount of the death rate. So we are. I decree we are still ahead. <laughs> Look, I, I'm sorry. My heart goes out for everybody who's lost a loved one. During the coronavirus, during that time, man, my heart goes out. Amen. I'm really sad about that. But I want the devil to know we are still ahead. There'll still be life. Jesus came to give life and give life more abundantly. Glory. We decree life. The order, the order for life has been sent out. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says in, I think it's 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 7. It says, God looks on the on the heart amen so god is looking at your heart my, at my heart are we fully persuaded are we fully convinced like abraham the bible says in romans chapter 4 verse 17 that abraham was so persuaded that god was going to raise his boy he was fully persuaded hebrews to, hebrews tells us <laughs> that abraham was so persuaded that he said if god kills if god if isaac was burnt god would raise him up from the ashes is that where we are I'm just asking, are we that fully persuaded? Because we need to take back this country from fear. The world needs Christians. <laughs> the world needs us. Because we have Jesus. Jesus has always been the answer for the world. Always been the answer. Oh, glory be to Jesus. And that's what Jesus said. He said, what, what, what should we preach? The good news. The what? The good news. The good news. There's, a, there's enough bad news out there. Anyhow, let me not keep you long. So, brothers and sisters, the right motive is so important. It's something that we do because we love God. One thing we must not do when we are fasting is put, apply pressure on God. Try to twist God, God's arm. That's what they were doing. Put pressure on God and try to twist this arm. And what we do if God, if we do it by ourselves and it's not working, we ask five or six other people, can you join me? Let us twist the arm of God. You know, we, we, we don't say it, but we do. We don't say it, but we do it. Well, I'll tell you what. The people I grew up with in church did it. Praise the Lord. And let me keep it that safe. Amen. So we have to be, it's an act of the will. It is a tool given to us by God to enjoy. Did I say enjoy? Yes. Given to us by God to enjoy so we can get the benefits promised. This Sunday I'm going to pick up from where I left off, left off but I need to talk about the other tool, power, the power of praying. Amen. How many, how many of you believe in Jeremiah 33? It says, call unto me. And I will what? Show you. 
great and marvelous things that you do not know. Anybody interested in knowing great and marvelous things? We have positioned ourselves to get them in that fast. Great and marvelous things you do not know. Oh God, we thank you. Glory be to Jesus. Ooh, let me read this and I'll be done. If our flesh is out of control and interfering with us hearing from the Lord, then a fast will deny our flesh and weaken its control. Then our little mustard seed, faith. Uh, did I say little mustard seed? Little mustard seed, faith. Which was already there. Will begin to have the desired results. Our bodies are in the way, that's it. We need to get our bodies out of the way. So the little mustard seed, faith. Can begin to sprout and bring us results. Father, we thank you for your word. I'm going to stop here tonight. Amen. Come on, can you give the Lord some praise? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your word. Oh, hallelujah. If you're looking with if you're looking tonight, then you're not saved. Glory be to God. If you're not saved, now is a good time to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. As we said, the world needs Jesus. You need Jesus. If you're not saved, pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to be the propitiation for my sins. I accept him now as my Lord and Savior. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you pray this prayer, send us a note. IOGMTally at gmail.com. That's IOGMTally at gmail.com. God bless you. You have a wonderful evening. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.